testicles, one, two, testicles, one, two. Okay, a prize to anyone who knows what movie that's from. What am I talking about prizes? This isn't a prize winning podcast. Props is what I probably meant to say. Props to anyone who knows what movie that's from. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the podcast. My name is Molly and this is the Molly O Yo Show. That's my handle on Instagram, so that's just the name of the show. Uh, yeah, so go uh, hit me up if you know the answer to that question. Testicles 1, 2. Uh, hit me up on the DM at Molly Oyo on the IG. You know what all those letters stand for. You know this language. So <laughs> this is the Molly Oyo show. Man, that's a mouthful. Um, I might have, I might rethink that whole gargle. My last name's O'Brien, um, so Molly O, and then Yo, I mean... Yo is a pretty fun word to say. Molly O was already taken on Instagram, so I had to fill it in with some fluff. The world needed another podcast. I love listening to podcasts. I'm a a big fan of the pods when I'm uh, driving in my car or going for a little jog on the beach. I like to throw on a pod. I love listening to Joe Rogan. He's a fave. He's definitely somebody that my podcast might sound similar to actually no not not at all but I will talk about comedy I am like a wannabe comedian doing a lot of open mics and I'm going to comedy college right now so talking a lot about the local comedy scene here in Santa Cruz California we have a lot of open mics and a new big comedy club, DNA's Comedy Club. Little shout out to DNA, a little cock sucking to DNA. Uh, right now I'm just trying to get through this. This is my first podcast, my first episode. I'm, I'm just kind of testing it out, seeing if I can actually really do this. But you know what? You should have faith in your girl because I, believe it or not, actually went to radio college. I thought I wanted to go to radio broadcasting college uh, because I loved talk radio as a kid. I was like abandoned emotionally by my parents. I didn't have friends. I just kind of sat in my room and and listened to radio and would pretend I had a radio show. Grew up listening to Howard Stern and like everything I learned about sex was from that show. And it's probably the reason I'm the raunchy whore that I am today. (laughs) So yeah, I hope you don't mind. We will talk about sex. That's the difference between this show and the Joe Rogan show is that we will be talking about raunchy sex love it you know I'm at the ripe age in my in my 40s where I'm definitely a a cougar I'm I'm there and I smoke a lot of pot so yeah me and Joe Rogan comedy smoke weed I've been training jujitsu for about eight years I'm a purple belt I'm a world champion (laughs) just had to throw that in <laughs> I'm not a big deal. I wanted to start this pod because yeah, I mean, I may as well make that degree work. It's the only degree I have. I have an associates in radio broadcasting and I actually became a, a radio DJ in Portland, Oregon, uh, where I went to Radio DJ College. 
Man, I had to suck a lot of dick to get that job. <laughs> Just kidding. I worked my ass off to get that job and I sold my soul. One of the requirements is that you do an internship at one of the local stations in town. And most of the kids went straight for the promotions jobs because those were super fun. You get, get on these promotion teams uh, you'd go to concerts and pass out stickers and you'd get to drive the station vehicles that were really cool. So you were the shit for, you know, a year. But at the end, there was like nothing, you know, it was just like, OK, have a nice life. You know, there's nothing at the end of that fun internship. I actually gravitated towards the like the older guy. I knew that he was gay and I was in it. I was cool. I knew the lingo. I went up to him and like befriended him. And I was like, hey, man, I'm family. Because I thought that was code for like, I'm cool. I'm family. I'm cool with you. But what it actually means is like you're gay, I guess. Or, or that's how he uh, understood it. And he was like, oh, girl, like gave me a hug. Like we got to stick together. I was like, fuck yeah, we got to stick together. He's like, let me tell you, we are looking for an intern on a morning show. He's like, I'll get you in. We were looking for another person because girl, we are family. And I was like, fuck yeah, we're family. So long story short, I basically had to play out this lie that I was gay. And <laughs> I mean, I worked on this morning show for years and I had to play out this, you know, I mean, we would have all these parties and functions. By the way, at the time I was married. And so I had to convince my husband to play along with the lie for the sake of my career. It all came sort of crashing down. It was Thanksgiving and everybody wanted the weekend off off and I was just kind of there and they were desperate to fill the time so they put me on on Thanksgiving now I had to go home to my husband and explain to him that I would not be going with him to my in-laws uh, for Thanksgiving and that I would be staying home basically getting my big break in radio and I would be on air all weekend uh, making my dreams come true I really wanted my husband to be like High five. That's fucking awesome. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Good luck. But he was pissed. He was like, fuck this. What am I? I'm going to show up to Thanksgiving by myself? So you're choosing the, your career over your family. Is that what you're saying? So I got all of that. I'm a Sagittarius. And that means nothing to most of you. But what I'm told it means nothing to me, except that what people have told me or explained to me over the years about myself is that we're free birds. You can't cage a free bird. And when the bird wants to fly and you put it in a cage, you know, it's going to be really fucking mad. That's, you know, that's just part of marriage, right? It's, it's a compromise. And, you know, you hope that you can support each other, but you also feelings hurt. Anyway, I was young and the marriage did not work. That wasn't really like the end right there, but that was definitely sort of like the direction. Now, keep in mind, I'm like in my early 20s, like trying to do something with my life. Marriage is probably like wasn't the best idea. Prior to this whole radio experience, I had a really broken childhood towards the end and I was just looking for a way out of my fucking house. I was in a bad place. So um, anyone offering me a better life, 
I was going to accept. And he was a, a wonderful person. Blah, blah, blah. There's my throwing out a lot of history here on the pod today. So thanks for staying with me. Gosh, that kind of got heavy. This will not be a heavy podcast. This is going to be a fun, light, because I'm a ridiculous person. People always ask me like, oh, you know, what made you get into comedy? And it's just like, I'm not really a funny person. I, my life is a joke. It's been a joke for a really long time. So it's one of those things you you embrace it or you fucking kill yourself, right? Yeah, I mean, I basically from a really young age learned that using humor is a coping mechanism for sad times. So, you know, you just try to make light of it and that's how you choose to deal with your shit. You know, when I was a kid, I got made fun of a lot because I was chubby. I tell a lot of fat jokes. Basically, my instructor was like, you need to stop. You need to stop on the fat jokes. Uh, First of all, you're not fat enough to tell fat jokes. And anyone fatter than you is going to be super offended. It's just like, you don't need to go there. Like, fucking be creative and come up with something else. And it was just like, I was like, oh man, shit. I got a lot of fat jokes. Like, a lot of my shit is about fat. Things that I've been doing wrong, basically, uh, from this comedy class. So it's been kind of a good insight for me during this quarantine. We're still in fucking quarantine. Yeah, I mean, silver lining. I, um, you know, I just was like, fuck, what am I going to do? I, I just got on my little computer here. Started looking for, like, online classes and found a bunch of Zoom open mics and shit like that to keep the time. But, you know, as a result, it's been really great. I mean, I got to take all these LA classes. I don't live in LA. I live far and uh, to do open mics and meet new people. And like, it's it's been really great, honestly, spending like way more quality time with my kid. And it's cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on quarantine. And now I'm doing a fucking podcast. So it's like, you only have these windows, you know, during quarantine. It's like, um, when you you have like time alone time to yourself and my roommate is always home but today she decided to leave the fucking house so cool okay and I was like debating with myself cord the pod or I could masturbate now for me to masturbate it requires a very loud machinery it's like it's like you know like starting a lawnmower or something um it's very loud the hitachi has a lot of power and i love it but it's so loud i mean i i can't even i'll throw like a huge stack of like pillows over and blankets over me (laughs) with the hitachi and you can it doesn't even muffle i found a hack one day I was here trying to watch my Netflix with my window open and all of a sudden the leaf blower dude comes by and he's out there blowing like there's no tomorrow. He's blowing his little heart out and it is so loud and I'm like, it's so fucking loud. But then the light bulb went off and I was like, dude, that's louder than the Hitachi. So I whooped it out and I went to town and it was perfect. So I was like, man, okay, so now I just have to wait until Friday. On Friday, when leaf blower dude comes, we all come. Cheesy leaf blower jokes. That's my vibe. You see why I'm in comedy college. Like, I need some help, right? (laughs) Actually, we have a class tonight, so I've been working on my homework. The assignment was to write down 20 interesting facts about yourself. You know, you do this, and then these become setups for jokes, right? So I wrote down a few. I'm going to run them past you. In high school, I saw a commercial 
Do you want to know the meaning of life? I called and a few hours later, there was a knock at the door. It went from Bible study to blowjobs in the backseat of my mom's Buick. My mom was furious. She was like, not a Mormon. True story. Like I mentioned before, I was so abandoned. Not like my mom left me in a park and drove away, but just I was like a latchkey kid. Come home from school, be alone. You know, my mom and dad were like Oprah and Phil Donahue. If you saw a commercial that said, do you want to know the meaning of life? Like, wouldn't you call? Doesn't everybody want to know the meaning of life? And I just think it's so funny that like in a matter of minutes, these two really handsome dudes were like knocking at my door like, hey, can we come in and read some stories to you about the Bible, about God? And I was like, fuck yeah, come on in. They were hot. I sucked them in into my web. My mom, she was the coolest. I mean, I say was. She is the coolest. She's still alive. She was totally open to us dating anyone, any race. She was totally down with us being gay if we wanted to be. However we chose to live our lives, she was open. But when it came down to being a Mormon, that's where you draw the line. That's where she was like, oh, hell no. She actually called uh, one of her co-workers who was Mormon that she knew. She, that was like her Mormon resource. She called this person and was like, hey, um, I don't know what kind of operation you guys got running, but I got two guys in suits down here the day my mom sent my Mormon away. Okay. Um, so anyway, I'm only going to give you guys three of my interesting facts that I tried to make into jokes. I already told you guys that I pretended to be gay to advance my career. Well, I've pretended to be gay a lot, it turns out, because another interesting fact is I pretended to be gay so I could play softball. To be fair, I didn't know what LGBT stood for. I mean, I was young. The only thing I could identify as was a third baseman. When I moved to Portland, I really just, I was like looking for something to do. Like I just wanted to make new friends, I guess, or something. And I love playing softball. Like, I'm sorry, does that make me gay? I don't know, but I love playing softball. It's always been like an outlet for me. I love baseball, I love softball. I saw this little ad in the newspaper that was like, there was tryouts, LGBT, LGBT, whatever, alphabet tryouts. I didn't know what that meant. I just went down. Like I said, I was married, so I had to, again, go to my husband and say, look, dude, I really want to play softball. I just have to pretend I'm gay. Again, fuck. Why am I always pretending to be gay? Look, maybe I am gay. Actually, I'm not. I tried in the softball, like when I when I was pretending to be gay, you know, like I got into character. I was like, fuck it, you know. I'm, I'm down, you know, like, what's up? Well, it turns out women find me just as repulsive as men. I'm better off with my leaf blower. Thank you. Okay, so here's the last one. I got to turn my page. I'm reading out of my notebook. I got pregnant after a condom broke in Paris. My mom said, couldn't you have brought home a, a snow globe? I was like, mom, just look at my belly and pretend the cum is snow. Here, I'll shake it. I named my son after his dad. We call him the French dude. The Karen in me 
wants to go down to Trojan headquarters, holding my baby and demand to speak to a manager. So those are my three interesting facts that I tried to turn into jokes. True story, though, um, I am a mom, a single mom. I have a 13-year-old son. When my husband and I divorced, I was with that man for 10 years, from age 19 to 29. My glory years I I gave to this man. The relationship was over. I, I really just wanted to go fly. And I flew myself straight to Amsterdam. Of course, I'm a stoner. I was like... Disneyland for adults. I want to go to Amsterdam. And that was like my only real plan. And then I bought a train ticket, you know, because that's how you roll in in Europe. I was doing the whole backpack around Europe thing. I, I had freedom for the first time in my life. And boy, did I enjoy that freedom. Oh, yes. Uh, your girl went wild. She went a little wild. Not too wild, but wild enough to bring home a fucking baby. All in one moment, that Eiffel Tower moment. I just want to spill my guts and spill my heart to you guys. I had grown up my whole life hating myself, really hating myself. It's like if your parents don't like you, how do you even like yourself? Finally had to have the courage to leave my, my comfort zone, which was my marriage and my husband, because I just felt like that was holding me back. I gave you an example with my career in radio. Couldn't really move forward with that because I had a family being my husband and our dog and our house and our responsibilities, I guess. But I was so depressed and so miserable and just eating and eating and just like becoming just like so fat. And then I exited left on a plane to Europe. Got to Amsterdam, obviously got high as fuck, partied, and then I made my way to Paris. I didn't have a map. I didn't have an iPhone. I had nothing. I was just floating through life and I was so happy. All of a sudden, there I was in front of the Eiffel Tower. Tears were just streaming down my face because for the first time in my whole life, I was able to say to myself, I love you. I I love you, Molly O'Brien. And I'm I'm even like tearing up saying it because how sad is that? I mean, I was 30 years old at this moment and it took me 30 years to like myself. It was so happy that I had to take a selfie. I turned around and I was taking a selfie, sort of teary-eyed in front of the Eiffel Tower. And a man came up to me and said, would you like me to take your picture? He said it in French, but I knew what he meant because he did the little like universal hand motion for, do you want me to take your picture? So in that moment of falling in love with myself, all of a sudden this person swooped in and everything changed again. You know, a, a photograph turned into a conversation, turned into a walk, turned into me getting on the back of his Vespa and driving around the city of Paris being like, I love myself, right? I'm feeling myself. We spent a few days together. This was the first time I had been with a man other than my husband in the last 10 years. We used protection the condom broke. The man kind of freaked out. He was like, douche, douche. He was like telling me to take a shower. And I was like, that's not going to work, bro. I said, au revoir. 
and I got on a train and I went to Italy. I was starting to let my guard down a little bit as I was traveling. I was getting more comfortable, even though they tell you pickpocketers and robbery is so common. You really have to just hold on to your stuff so tightly. You can't turn your back for a second, but I did. I set my backpack in like the overhead bin and then I fell asleep. And when I woke up, my backpack was gone. Why did the universe intervene in that moment? Fuck. Anyway, we'll see how the class receives those jokes tonight. Just to wrap things up, I'm gonna try to make an accountability checklist for myself. Now this is a purely selfish part of the show where I just make sure that I'm doing the right thing in my life. If you looked at me, you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that's definitely a person who exercises every day. I'm not that person. The reason I exercise is it's really about the way I feel. They say that exercise is the equivalent of an antidepressant done my dose of antidepressants. I heavily sedate myself on weed. It's just part of like brushing your teeth and combing your hair, which I'm also not so good at. So you know what's really cool and also really scary is on your iPhone, I didn't even know, your iPhone comes with this app that has a little heart on it and it tracks every single step you've ever taken in the time you've owned that iPhone. Like I didn't even put that app on my phone. It comes on your phone. Do I want Apple judging me today I ran 3.4 miles which I'm flexing on you guys I'm fucking flexing on that shit I when I was in high school I would come home from school because the kids would make fun of me because they thought I was so fucking fat they just couldn't handle my fat my fat bugged people so much and so I'd come home from school and I'd be like okay Molly you're gonna do something about it and I would try to go for a run I literally could not run two blocks and I would be winded every part of my body would hurt my knees would hurt my stomach would hurt my chest would hurt everything hurt today as a woman in my 40s to run 3.4 miles I'm stoked okay so I went for a little run and then I ran up to the top of this cliff where I know that there's usually nobody at there's a couple of benches and it overlooks the ocean and so I was like I'm gonna run up to the top of this cliff and when I get up there I'll meditate let's be real meditate when I say meditate I mean smoke weed check I hike to the top of this cliff now and then there's like a railing well I'm feeling myself so I hop over the railing and I smoke weed and I tell the universe thank you for my life as I'm rejoicing in the moment like I turn around and there's like this dude this old creepy dude just sitting on the bench he's right behind me at first okay so what I would usually do is just like give him a dirty look and turn around but part of me being uncomfortable right this is on my accountability checklist part of me being uncomfortable is talking to strangers I have to force myself. I hate talking to strangers. But you know what? I was like, here here we go. We can check something off the list. I turned around and I said, how you doing? And he said, oh, great. He goes, I was just sitting in my car and I, I smelt you. And I just wanted to come over and, and smell you. And I was like, okay, okay, cool, yeah. I was like, well, you know, if we weren't in the Rona, I'd offer you a hit from my joint. So, you know, he starts rattling on about how he just does CBD, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not trying to have a conversation about CBD, bro. I'm trying to have a moment. 
you know, I was uncomfortable, but that's that's what's good for me is is to be uncomfortable. And this guy looked like he was like trying to contain a boner. He kept crossing his legs and stuff. And I was just like, bro, now all I'm thinking about is my exit strategy because he's just sitting there for the longest time and I need to get the fuck out because he has me cornered. I'm on a cliff. I'm on a cliff. I'm high and I'm in a really cute sundress that's like very short, boobs are popping out, and I have to jump over a railing. The dude's sitting right there, I have to jump into his lap and run the fuck away. But I was proud of myself because I actually carried on a conversation with this dude and it was uncomfortable as fuck, but I did it and that's a wrap. The last thing on my accountability checklist is to be a good friend. I am so grateful that I have a lot of amazing friends and I don't know why because I'm not a very good friend back. I am so stuck in my head. I'm so self-absorbed. I have so many things going on. I'm really trying so hard to be a good mom and I do work two full-time jobs not to mention I'm a busy person. I rarely reach out to my friends and just check on them like, hey, how are you doing? How's your life? Do you want to go get coffee? I never do any of that shit. Never. But, you know, if somebody reaches out to me, I'll definitely make time. I never make the first move, okay? I'm an asshole. I want to work on this. I want to be a better friend because people are, are really good friends to me. My homie, my comedy buddy, he texted me that his girlfriend broke up with him he was really sad, so I went over to his house. We smoked a joint. We played Mario Kart. He beat me really, really badly. I'm terrible at video games. Like, I want to be good, but I don't have that kind of time. I mean, look at me. I'm flexing on you guys about my accountability shit, but hey, let's do it together. Uh, write a list of things that you want to be accountable, and let's check that shit off. Check it off. I need to be a better person and therefore uh, create a better world. Dude, shut up. <laughs> Find me on Instagram. For some reason, that's the only platform that I enjoy being on at the moment. Fuck Facebook. That's for like ants and like people from jujitsu. Um, just find me on the IG. Molly Oyo. That's where I'm at. That's my name. Let's talk. Follow for a follow. Look at me. I know the lingo. Follow for a follow. Now how do I press stop?